Hey everyone, welcome back to the College Corner Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing how to choose your major. But while I originally thought that I was going to share some tips and tricks, a step-by-step process or guide for you, I actually realized that that would not best serve you. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some information about how to think of your major as being aligned with your purpose. So if you are currently a freshman or sophomore in college and you just have no idea where to go in terms of choosing a major, then this episode is for you. So let's get into it. Welcome to the College Corner Podcast. I'm your host and overall college guru, Teresa Nucciaroni, and I'm here to give you guidance on all college-related topics so that you feel more at ease with navigating this amazing chapter in your life story. So let's get started. introduction. Today's episode is really going to be part of a series of episodes that I dedicate to sharing information with you about choosing your major and how your major aligns with your purpose. Because not everyone thinks about your major being aligned with your purpose and I know I didn't when I was in undergrad, and I wouldn't say that it's something that I've totally regretted because I think I learned so much from my major. However, after graduating and pursuing a career that was closely aligned with my major and and eventually realizing that that career was not aligned with my purpose... I really feel like there was a lot of unnecessary anxiety and frustration and just uncertainty that I experienced during that time that I really don't want anyone else to have to go through that. So that's why I'm kind of marrying these two ideas together and sharing with you how you can think about your purpose and fit a major of choice, a major of study in with that purpose. Because really what I did learn was that it's just the degree that you need. It needs to be somewhat closely related to your purpose because it's not, majors of study are not one size fits all. You can definitely give and take here and there from certain uh, curriculums and 
assign them to your purpose. So that's where we're headed in this series of episodes. I want you to be able to understand what is your purpose. I want to talk about the nature of the per- your purpose and maybe some misconceptions that you might have about your purpose. I want to talk about finding your purpose and how you can start right now to find your purpose. And then I want to actually have some interviews with um, some people who experienced in college a conflict of purpose, really, um, and how that conflict manifested as having to make this difficult decision about what major they were going to choose to study and to ultimately pursue. So that's where we're headed with this series of episodes. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a synopsis or introduction on this content um, because hopefully it's something that you find helpful. So with that being said, today is all about your major equals your purpose. It's all about answering the question, what is purpose? What is the nature of it? How do we think about it? And then we might be able to have time to discuss a little bit about how to find your purpose. So yeah, let's talk about it. What is purpose? Okay, so... I think a lot of us think of purpose as the reason to get out of bed in the morning. It's that action or activity that you are so excited to get to that you don't even bother to press the snooze button once your alarm goes off in the morning. You're just that excited to start your day because it's this action or activity that makes you so excited because there's something about this action or activity that just makes you so excited. It makes you so eager to start your day. It makes you so eager to jump in, immerse yourself, and learn so much about this one thing that you possibly can. It's like you just can't get enough of it. That's how much it makes you excited. And so when I was thinking about this, like, why do we define purpose this way? Why do we think about it as the reason to get out of bed in the morning? And so thinking about it, I think on the one hand, you know, I really thought of it as a reason for existence. It's this action or activity that we pursue because it's something that is so much greater than us, so much greater than our plain existence on this planet. Your purpose is 
really align to the positive change and the positive impact that you will leave on this planet that will be here long after you're gone. And that's why we get out of bed in the morning. And behind that reason for existence is the fact that this action or activity, it's grounding. It keeps us tied to this earth, but not like in a restrictive way. It just kind of keeps us going because it gives us a sense of belonging. And it doesn't just give us a sense of belonging in the community that we live in because, you know, this action or activity does take place in our local community and that's where we make a difference and therefore we see that difference occurring within the community and that's what makes us have that sense of belonging within our own community but it also really gives us a sense of belonging on this planet in our universe in our solar system it's that big and that important it's that action or activity that we pursue in our lifetime it's our mark on the world our footprint that we leave on this earth. And because it has this footprint, this mark, it's everlasting. So the effect of these actions or activities that we pursue in a lifetime, they are going to be existent long after we are gone. And that's why it gives us this grounding because it gives us something to strive towards to make that huge impact that's our striving point that's where we're headed and that's why we feel such a strong belonging in you know the universe by doing this activity right it gives us that sense of belonging And that's, I think, the deeper reason why we get out of bed. You know, I don't think we think about it that way. We definitely don't think about it that way. But I think on a micro level, we totally do. Like, I think our unconscious definitely thinks about our higher purpose in this regard. And so that is why... Our purpose gives us so much joy. Our purpose is that action or activity that we pursue in our lifetime that brings us so much light and so much joy throughout that lifetime. And so at this point, I really want you to take pause and think about joy. Think about the words joy, joyful, joyfulness. Think about those words for a minute. Think about what they really mean. Because I think 
the reason that I want you to think about or to ponder about the words joy, joyful, joyfulness is because I don't want you to conflate them with the concept of happiness. The two words are completely different. They mean two different things. And I think too often we use them interchangeably. And so when we do that, they lose their meaning, their deep rooted meaning. Because joy is not happiness. Happiness is an ephemeral emotion. Because we can feel happy in one moment. And the next moment, because something may, may have happened, we might feel anxious or angry or sad. Right? Happiness is that word that we attribute to feelings. And feelings ebb and flow. They come and they go. They change and are transmuted. But joy, when you think about it, joy is really a state of being. And joy, that's static energy. It doesn't change. Because joy is that everlasting state of being that is present even during hardships. And in a way, we're always trying to pursue joy because we want the energy that it brings. Because joy also brings calm, right? You can be calm and joyful at the same time because that calmness, that part of joy that is calm, that's what gets you through those hardships. And that ecstatic happiness quality that is also associated, I guess, with joy, that's what we strive for. That's what makes us sustain that calm energy to overcome those hardships so that we can experience that ecstatic joyfulness. So that's what our purpose is. It's what brings us that everlasting joy. That joyful state of being. And you know what? That joy gets so addicting. It's It really gets so addicting that you do start to realize that it is what keeps you getting out of bed every morning. It's like you're willing to just jump onto this cycle of hardship, or obstacle, and then that really good ecstatic joy. And it's like you're willing to go through that ebb and flow of this cycle of obstacle and ecstatic joy because that ecstatic joy does just become so addicting. And so jumping on that cycle That's you entering a state of flow. So that's another way to think about your purpose. Your purpose is whatever you do that brings you into a state of flow. And it's kind of funny because even though you you jump onto this cycle, you're totally unaware that you have jumped onto it in the first place. 
because you are so hyper focused through this process of flow and through this pursuit of that ecstatic joyfulness that you just totally lose track of time. You're so synchronous. You're so synchronous and just in this Zen state of mind, this state of flow where you are just so calm whenever you experience an obstacle and then you just continue to overcome that obstacle, problem solve. Because again, even during those obstacles or those times of like negativity, for lack of a better word, um, you still just have that eagerness to learn more and more about this action or this activity that you do so and you are able to problem solve and continue to work with this action and activity and make it fit in your life and that just keeps you moving along on this cycle and that continues to just put you into this state of continuous flow. So that's how I define purpose. It's that reason to get out of bed in the morning because it's that reason you exist in this world, in this galaxy, and in this universe. It's that action or activity that gives you grounding, that brings you a sense of belonging within a community and again within the universe. It would, it's what gives you that sense of light and joy and it's that constant pursuit of joy that brings you into a state of flow. So those are all components that define your purpose. Another way to think about your purpose, and I think this is really where we all start to think about our purpose, but I don't think that it is the truest form of your purpose. And I'll explain why in a second. So we often think about our purpose being associated with our interests, hobbies, skills, passions. We think about it most as what we talk about and what we think about most often. And the reason I say that those aren't the purest forms of our purpose is because I do believe that our purpose, again, has those elevated definitions. Really, it is that spice of life. It's really what makes us feel like we have some sort of footprint, some sort of impact to make on this planet. That's some really high level shit there, right? And when you think about that and compare it to like your hobby, your interests, your skills, 
you know, that's, those are kind of a little bit lower level when you think about them. So your purpose, it's, again, it's that spice of your life. It really is what motivates you to continue living because you have this goal to make a huge impact on the world. So I want to just kind of talk about what purpose isn't, or I guess more so talk about, you know, how you can tell when you're not aligned with your purpose. In my experience, when you're not aligned with your purpose, your life is complete chaos. You have this inner conflict going on because in your heart, you know that whatever you're doing, you're not supposed to be doing because it doesn't reach that soul impact that you're supposed to make while you're here. So it creates this inner turmoil in your consciousness. And then that manifests in complete chaos in your life. And that chaos just makes you feel like your life sucks. You might just be feeling so anxious and depressed. You might feel ambivalent about life. You know, but all of those are, those are all negative emotions and negative outlooks on life. So it's that times 10 basically is when you're not, though that's the sign when you're not aligned with your purpose It's like complete shit storm in your life times 10. That's when you're not aligned with your purpose. You are aligned with your purpose when you are in that state of flow and you are willing to calmly approach, confront and overcome hardships and obstacles, no matter what it takes, because you know, in your core, in your heart, that doing so will make an impact on the world. And that's what gives you that crazy ass happiness that ecstatic joy. So moving on, I want to share a little bit about the nature of purpose, the nature of your purpose, because I think we just have such a rosy outlook or rosy definition of purpose. And purpose is so all sorts of complicated. And it's not at all what we think. And so that's why I want to talk about the nature of finding your purpose. So firstly, there's a reason we associate the verb finding with purpose. Finding indicates searching. It indicates looking, you know, I mean, those are just synonyms, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that it indicates a process of discovery. And like all prop 
processes. The process of finding your purpose takes time. That's just the nature of any process. It takes time because I think that time reveals all truths or all truths are manifested in time. And that's the same here. I mean, it's no different. So in time, you will understand all that you need to understand and you will have all everything that you need to know when you figure out your purpose. It'll be like that aha moment, but that takes time. And the other aspect of process that strongly pertains to the process of discovering your purpose is that processes are also subject to change because time is subject to change. And your purpose is therefore subject to change. And that's because as we move forward in time, as we grow older, we change. You know, obviously we know because we change physically, but mentally and emotionally, we change. We shift our outlooks on life. We shift our opinions, our worldviews, our values change. We mature. And all of that change just makes us refocus what we want with life. And that wanting relates to our purpose, right? Because that wanting relates to that desire to belong and make an impact. You know, it's like, what do we want to do, right? It's that, again, it's that action activity that gives us that crazy joy that is the result of us trying to find how we're going to make an impact on the world, So in time, the wants related to all of that change and therefore we just have to refocus our trajectory. And for that reason, the process of finding your purpose in life is not linear. It's not just like, okay, A to B, here you go. It's just one straight line. That's not it at all. I think many of us who have already graduated from college, I think we have definitely found, and you probably will find this to be the case in your life when you graduate, that the process of finding your purpose in life, like where you belong, like where you belong in the world, in the universe, makes you go forward. And then you take two steps backward. And then you go to the left and you go to the right. And you, it's, you know, always that refocusing, trying to get back on that cycle of flow. And so that's the other reason it takes time because all of that change is happening and all of that time just requires more refocusing. And maybe in that time, you find that 
multiple things, multiple actions and activities really fulfill your life, really give you reason to live and really continue to make you feel like you're in that state of flow on that cycle that is so addicting. And so maybe you really do have multiple purposes and that's totally the nature of purpose as well. You can have multiple purposes and you might think about having multiple purposes because you know why else would you have hobbies? Hobbies also give you a sense of grounding, right? It's just a different shift of your brain. You're using a different part of your brain when you're you're exploring your hobbies and so that is also helping to ground you which makes you all the more present and ready and able to enter that state of flow when you focus on your main purpose so yeah maybe you have supplementary purposes and you should pursue all of them I think we're starting to realize that because so many people are thinking about pursuing a side hustle we're talking about a side hustle a side hustle and I think many people are talking about it in financial ways where they're talking about oh you now need a side hustle to make some extra money to pay your bills Or you need a side hustle just to have some extra playing money. But really, I think the reason that so many people are pursuing a side hustle is because they're not being fulfilled by their sole purpose as much. I think it's maybe just a sign of the times that that's the case, that people aren't as fulfilled. Or maybe we are just now coming to a time where we're realizing that people have multiple purposes, And we're now just realizing that it's okay to pursue all of those purposes because that keeps us in line with who we truly are in our heart, right? It gives us that sense of belonging within our community, whichever, you know, whether that's a physical community in terms of like a town or if it's a community that you find online, you know, what have you. And that then gives us grounding within the world and the universe. And so it's totally fine to have a side hustle. I do. You know, I think a lot of us get bored. Like I said, we're just moving so quickly. And it's that's the sign of the times. We're just moving so quickly that we kind of just get bored if we don't have a side hustle. And again, having that side hustle, having that second purpose continues to keep you grounded and that will only help you with your main purpose but the third thing about purpose is that you can't take it too seriously you can't take it too seriously because that means you're way too attached you have too many expectations about it and when you have those expectations they are just doomed to let you down Because you expect, you anticipate something to go one way and when it doesn't, that just lets you down. And then that drops you out of that state of flow because then you end up disappointed, you end up upset, you end up anxious, you know, all of those negative emotions take you out of that state of flow. But you need to be on that state of flow. You need to be in that cycle. 
And part of that means that you have to partake, consciously partake in being in that state of flow by being flow yourself, by being super zen-like and malleable. And that means that you have to have detachment because when you are detached, you aren't going to have those expectations. You aren't going to anticipate something to go one way or another. And if you don't have that expectation or anticipation, then you're not going to be let down. You're just going to go with the flow. You're going to let things happen as they should. And if you can do that, I think that's just one of the biggest lessons in life as general in general is to just find your flow. Things will just come to you. Things will find you. All of the chips will fall into place. I know that's cliche, but it is true. Like things will happen. I think the other part of that though is that you have to like believe that things will happen. And that doesn't mean like every day you have to believe. No, that's not life. Life doesn't work that way. But it's just like have that that hopeful, that sense of hope pretty frequently, you know, more than just once a week. Because if you have that and if you are in flow, then your purpose may actually find you. But it can't find you if you have too much attachment to it. If you have those expectations or you're anticipating it to be one thing or another. Because that's the nature of purpose too. It is what it's supposed to be, what it's meant to be, whatever you are meant to do, it will find you. And so now that I say that, I kind of want to talk about how your major falls into this discussion of purpose. Well, if purpose, if your purpose ultimately finds you, that's the same case with your major. You know, you think you choose your major, but sometimes it's kind of, it's more like it chooses you. Because if you're meant to study that major, then you will. And because your purpose, finding your purpose is this process, it's a journey, right? I mean, we think about our purpose as being our career path. And I always say that they don't call it a path for a reason, like for any old reason. No, they call it a career path because it is a journey. Journeys indicate or imply time, exploration, searching, finding, you know, going down pathways or you know going down roads that don't align you align with you and therefore that means you have to refocus and it's constant that constant refocusing of finding things you don't like and then going back and finding things you do like and then that gives you more information and closer and closer you become more aligned And it's either you find your purpose through that alignment or you are just aligned and your purpose finds you. Same thing with your major. And because of this journey, you know, again, like I said, the nature of purpose, it takes time. That's because it's a journey. It's going to take time. So I would say that when it's related to your major... 
I would say your purpose is a little more important than just your major. So your major, not to, you know, say your major isn't important, but your ma- or your purpose in life should be your main focus that you're searching for, even while you're in college. You know, why do I say that? Well, because college is about exploration. College is part of this li- lifelong journey. Finding your purpose, take, again, takes time. You know, I can't hammer that in enough. It takes time and it could take a lifetime for you to find your purpose or for your purpose to find you. And it's all about exploring. And that's what college is about, right? Like you're finding out what you like and what you don't like to study. You're finding out through internships, you know, what you like to do in a day-to-day basis in terms of your job, what you don't like to do on a day-to-day basis. You're finding out through study abroad where you want to live in the world and where you don't want to live in the world. You're finding out through clubs and activities, just what gives you everyday happiness and what doesn't. You're finding out through friend groups, who the kinds of people that uplift you and the ki- kinds of people that maybe don't help to uplift you and bring you down. All of that is through this process of exploration. And your major is part of that process of exploration. It's f- part of this journey of finding out what you like and what you don't like. So take it slow. Don't rush anything. Because it's not like you're going to find your absolute purpose by the time you graduate college. So don't attach your purpose directly to your major. Because really, your major is just under the umbrella of your purpose. And you know how an umbrella has all of those rungs or whatever on it. That could mean your purpose could be any one of those rungs. So, you know, explore those rungs and find which one feels like it aligns most closely to your purpose. But again, just having the degree in that area under that umbrella, that's fine enough. You know, it'll take more experience, more learning to really be closer on that, be close, more closely aligned to your purpose. So in terms of your major, just hit the ballpark. And really, again, because part of the nature of purpose is that you might have multiple purposes, maybe you have multiple majors. And maybe in the end, your major will find you. But that can only happen if you are detached. So again, don't become too attached to your major, right? Don't become attached. What I mean really, I guess, is like don't become too attached at the beginning, like in your freshman year to what your major should or shouldn't be. Really explore, Right. I mean, you could be in a particular school or like college within the university that you go to. And that's fine. That's great that you know that. What I mean is like, don't hammer in like the specifics. Don't hammer in the um, or don't focus too much on like the specific major that you want to focus on. Just 
at least you're in the ballpark, that's great. While you're in that or underneath that umbrella, do as much exploration as you possibly can. Because that means you'll just be taking those lefts and those rights. And when you won't have to move backwards on your refocusing process. And if you are even in your sophomore year and you still don't have a major, that's fine. Your major may end up finding you. Because like your, it's like your purpose, right? Your purpose may end up finding you. Maybe your major may end up finding you. And so if you end up in the spring semester of your sophomore year and you just still have no idea really what major you want to pursue, again, just hit the ballpark. You just want to be underneath that umbrella. And then you can kind of, I mean, even if you do that, that does actually sound like you don't have as much attachment. You're kind of willing to just go with the flow. And that's good because then you're willing to kind of just be in that whole process of exploration, which is how you find your purpose ultimately anyway. And so part of where all of this advice is coming from is from my own experience, because, you know, I, I personally studied art in while I was an undergrad and I really enjoyed it. And it was definitely what I needed at the time, but I realized that it's not where I want to really make an impact on the world. I didn't have that much energy or excitement to create art or to teach art or, you know, pursue any kind of like visual art career, I guess is really what I'm talking about. Because I didn't, I didn't see myself making an impact on the world in that way. Again, like I really enjoyed it. I learned so much from studying art and I do still make art, but when I make art, it's for me. And that's kind of like my third side hustle in a way, but I don't really sell any of it. It's again, it's for me. So it's more of a hobby, but I realized after kind of exploring different careers in art that what I thought I wanted to do was work and study abroad and I really wanted to advise. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm pursuing my master's degree in international higher education. And what I have found out in this process, even just this week and last week, thinking about this podcast episode and figuring out what I was going to share, I realized that your purpose is so obscure because I really did think that I had found my purpose in terms of like advising in it being in study abroad. But my purpose really is just advising. I love to give advice and not in like, I try not to do it overbearingly, but I do. I, I enjoy giving people advice and um, it does make me feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives. And so that's where I get that grounding from. I feel like I get a grounding within the help that I'm giving. And then that makes me feel like I could help so many people. That And that gives me grounding within the world. And that makes sense. But it wasn't the specifics. It's just like 
the advising, oh, the advising, that's what I get really excited about, giving advice, talking to people, learning about them and their issues and helping them, and maybe like problem solving to to get them on the right track kind of thing, because we all want to help each other and get each other on the right track, but yeah, that's like something that really gets me excited and gets me going and gets me out of bed in the morning. And that's my purpose. And I never thought it would be something as broad as that, I guess. So not I, not really obscure, but just really broad. I thought it was that specific thing. So I don't think I would have realized that if I was super attached to one idea of what I should be doing or another. So that's so important. Don't be attached because if you're attached, then you're out of that cycle of flowing and you really want to be on that cycle of flow so hopefully that answers the question how your major is related to your purpose please reach out if you need any further exploration because I can be sometimes a little up in the head and really conceptual when I'm talking. So yeah, please reach out if you need any further assistance. What I am going to definitely do though is share some resources with you that have helped me figure out or come closer to being in alignment with my purpose. So I'm going to share with you some podcast episodes, um, some blog posts, and some books that I have read, listened to, any kind of like media that I have just devoured on this subject because I want all of those resources to be at your fingertips so that you can really get on that alignment with your purpose because that is just so important especially the sooner the better right we don't all want to go through a shit storm when we're in our our mid 40s or mid 30s or something that's not fun so again these resources are there to kind of help you figure out or start thinking about how you can go about finding your purpose and Coincidentally, that will be the topic of the next episode, part two of your major and how it's related to your purpose, essentially. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope this gives you a lot of information, some more insight into how you can think about your college experience and how you can use this exploration time to your advantage um yeah so again please reach out if you have any comments or questions i look forward to hearing from you and until next time i am sending you all so much peace love and positivity Mm -hmm.